welcome to the Holy Hour Podcast. It's the bi-weekly all-cure podcast. I am Gavin, and I'm joined by Chaz. How's it going, man? Going really well, <laughs> going really well. I'm just checking the sales on my uh, the new Cure shirt that I, that Ooh, I put up. How's it looking? So, it's looking good, looking good. Is looking it the good. Wish one? Did it officially yeah, go up? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Everybody so, stop yeah. immediately and go over <laughs> to 17 underscore seconds on Instagram. Check it out. You're going to love this shirt. I love it. You're going to love, love the way you look. Yeah. It was worth 30 years for the yes. anniversary. For this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I asked my uh, my printer and I was just like, is there any way that we can do like the original? Mm-hmm. Like, And I was like, I'll send you all the artwork and everything. And he looked at it. He's just like. Dude, you'd have to go to like some like custom place, (laughs) like because we don't do prints that big. Yeah, and he's just like, yeah, that's like a, it's a one print one side, one print on on back side. He's just like, yeah, uh, you're gonna have to find somebody else. I was just like, you know what? That's not worth it. Yeah. So yeah. So if you have anybody in question, it's the uh, tie dye wish with everything on it, basically the giant hand. Yeah. All the artwork from the album and the singles mostly. Yeah. So so. little pieces of each, not all the artwork, but yeah. Recall that beauty. So yeah, this one's way cooler though. Your your revised version, I think, even looks way. Cool and I, I put the I put the Lost Wishes artwork in there on, on purpose. Nice, so yeah, for, it's got the whole shebang. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I hope everybody enjoys it. But yeah, yeah, so, sure. But yeah, sure he wasn't like, on. are you sure you want to reproduce this? You want this <laughs> out in the world again? <laughs> I remember thinking that shirt was like just so hideous, but I loved it in like a humorous way. But now I'm like yeah. looking at, it, I'm like, especially looking at yours, I'm like, that's just. Cool as hell looking, man. It's a nice yeah. non-black cure shirt. It'd be a good summer shirt. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. look great in this. <laughs> the other tie-dye one sold really well too. And uh cool. I, I still love that shirt. Yeah, so, yeah. Where yeah. Henson wears yeah. his like a uniform, he loves it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Enough cool. about me. Yeah, but we're on the How late night shift. We're good. We're here. We're we're doing this old school style. And uh thanks, Chaz, for making this work. We got uh, yeah, so uh, why Antonio's not with us, he's got a busy week coming up, and we're recording this one pretty late in the evening, so mm-hmm. we're we're going uh, late, late show, um, and we're going to rush to get this yeah. one out to you guys on Sunday, <laughs> so uh, it's about as relevant as we'll ever be with our uh, timing on things, yeah. but um, yeah, we got Happy f- Father's Day in advance. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's right around the corner, you too, man. So, <laughs> Thank you. And everyone out there. Um, but yeah, we're going to be talking Top of the Pops tonight. A cool topic you shot me um, when you were in deep of COVID times, right? Yeah. You were like having fever dreams and like, oh man, <laughs> watching was, Top of the uh, Pops and Jimmy Savile and <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna get into it. But yeah, I was watching, I was watching the uh, Jimmy Savile. Uh, I think it's a pretty British horror story or whatever it is. It's on Netflix. Yeah, and it, uh, I would. I would recommend everybody watch it, but don't do it when you have COVID. Yeah. Um, because it just turns into a giant fever dream. And it's it's a big mess. And if you die, so, you don't uh, want it to be the last thing you see. <laughs> that would just be a horrible way to exit the play. It's not going to make you feel good. But, Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I'm glad that you survived and that was not the final. Yeah. Oh, um, man. But yeah, it's a fascinating thing. At first, I was like, ah, you know, videos. I was 
like, well, yeah, it is just such a whole weird package in itself, top of the pops and, uh, you know, just the, the weirdness of those performances mm-hmm. by the cure on it and the weirdness of the show, especially to people here in the U.S. It's definitely yeah. an odd thing that there might even be a few listeners out there that have no clue what we're even talking about with Top of the Pops. So, um, yeah. yeah. And then and we the got scandal. some British fans that are going to tell yeah, us that gonna, we're wrong about yeah, everything, which I'm apart. excited about. <laughs> even while just doing the quickie notes, I was just like, oh, okay. Like learning stuff and scratching things out. And I was just like learning things about it too because it is just a strange but yeah and you know we encourage that too any british fans or anybody that's familiar with top of the pops and grew up on it and stuff will definitely know because there's a lot of weirdness as far as like why why Mm -hmm. did they do it like this why are they what so okay cool (laughs) and it's you know i guess we could just dive right into it then it's just a um a show that was on uh, mostly aired on Thursdays on BBC One and uh, would later shift during its kind of death rattle days. I think they tried to hop it yeah. around, but I think it was kind of known for always being a Thursday night thing and uh, ran a long time. It debuted in January 1st, 1964 and ran all the way to July 30th, 2006. And uh, it's credited as the world's longest running weekly music show. Yeah, <laughs> with over 2,000 episodes recorded. And I guess as far as a weekly music show, I'm trying to think of what would even come close to that. Is like I thought about that, too. I was like, it, uh, Soul Train yeah. was, was one of the only things I could think of that was like an American... Equivalent uh, in a sense. Like the closest comparison. Um, and that's it. I always kind of thought Top of the Pops leaned more towards like dance, like band, American bandstand kind of thing, where you, yeah. it was more of like filming the kids dancing. But it, this was seemed to be more just focused on the bands mm-hmm. sort of performing, <laughs> but being there yeah. and then the kids dancing to that and stuff. But it didn't really like pan around to the crowd as much as like, what was that MTV one later? It was like a full on dance show where they would just. There was the. Uh, there was the like grind. The grind. Where, <laughs> yeah. yeah. In yeah. the 90s. I, I, uh, I had plenty of uh, private time to that show yeah. myself in, <laughs> in like, the early the days. <laughs> I was I was doing some grinding. Um, yeah, so many halter tops. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, I was also thinking of like uh, even uh, Total Request Live would be yeah. something close to it. But I mean, they don't they didn't. From my memory, they didn't have bands come on and, and play live. Maybe right. every once in a while. Yeah, but they would occasionally. That was, but, yeah. yeah. But they would have fans there and they would watch the videos and they would be the top bands that are around and everything. But like, yeah, there's, I don't think there's really anything American that you can compare it to. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of leaning towards American bandstand, but I'm not even really familiar yeah. enough with that format to know what the hell they were doing on that. But, um, but yeah, I guess the the relevance of this show from what I could piece together was just because it was like a um, countdown show, basically, of the charts. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why you put up with all the weird, like, what? Okay, miming, yeah. oh, dancing, sure, whatever. But basically, they're counting down the top songs of the week, I guess. And um, yeah, so they would, you know, be mostly miming all the way until later years everywhere. You know, they would be lip syncing to it for the most part. And they would focus on songs that would enter the charts and the ones that were climbing really fast. Um, highest new entry. Um, they would exclude singles that were going down in the charts, I said, until the late 90s mm. because everything peaked 
at its debut position and dropped. So it kind of smudged <laughs> that after a while. But um, for the most part, if they were dropping down the charts and had been there a while, they would, wouldn't have that band on necessarily. So usually mm-hmm. I think the bands that they would have on were ones that were new or climbing the charts really fast, mm-hmm. like to keep an eye on, you know, and and they would always end the show with the number one single. But um, do you remember, like, initially when you caught on to what the hell Top of the Pops was or your first impression of it? Or? It was just, like, uh, I just looking up Cure videos. Yeah, and, yeah. like, I think the first one I saw was... Uh, um, it's the one where Robert and Simon are both playing bass. Um, yeah, like primary, maybe. Uh, it was one of the first ones. Yeah, yeah it was primary. Yeah, it was primary. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was just like, why are they both playing bass? <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> like, these little flags would start going up. Yeah. It's like, wait, his strings are really loose. Wait, he's uh, not yeah. even moving. He's, wait, his yeah. guitars aren't even plugged in. What's going on around here? <laughs> he's really bullshit. far away from the microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> barely get his eyes open but um yeah i caught on i guess early on with the idea of it from that visual documentary cure book i got as a kid and it would go through like their gigs and stuff by date and they kept just saying this top of the pops thing played and performed on top of the pops i was like what is that you know and i kept thinking it was like a show i could catch if i just found the right channel on cable or something you know i was like oh this show sounds amazing if you had a satellite back in the 80s you might have been able to get it get a bbc yeah i remember at various times we had like i don't i think it was bbc america though or something where they would just send like like kind of a highlights version or some shit, but it might've mm-hmm. been on that even. So yeah. Yeah. And I remember super early on, I want to say like mid high school or something, the Smiths put out a DVD of videos, but they didn't really have that many videos. Yeah. So they put the top of the pops performances on there. And I was like super confused. Cause those are like just them. Like, you know, that's where he's all flinging the flowers everywhere yeah. and shit and wearing the hearing aids. And I was just like, what the hell is this? This isn't a video. It isn't a, like, why'd they put this on here? And it's a, so I was reading the back and that was like, oh, okay, it must be some kind of soul train. Soul train. Yeah. yeah. Related performance. To. Uh, performance is a, is, a very loose term yeah and, that's and, what's <laughs> tough i wrote that down i put it in like quotes on everything i was like performing <laughs> at least the cure would make some kind of performance out of most of it so um, yeah yeah so yeah with that in mind um the full episodes you can track down on youtube there's a few of them i didn't see a, like you know i didn't really hunt for benny you know like yeah like I said, there's over two thousand of them i'm sure there's somebody that has a playlist of full ones but when I was trying to just get a feel for what the hell this show was, I watched a couple like super early, like 70s ones even and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, really weird because it starts out like without a live audience, really. And it was almost like they would, um, you know, they're recorded separately, obviously. They would have them in there and they do it like they're performing live, but they're miming. And then it would just yeah. go over to another band, even if they weren't in the room or just cut to another band, but they didn't have anybody like dancing or anything. Um, apparently that came like in the eighties more when they turned it into more of like a party dance thing mm-hmm. when they got the kids in there and then they would have bands, I guess, numerous bands on there and almost like those Jules Hollins things when they actually are performing, you know, and it would pan mm-hmm. over to another stage or something. Um, 
But because uh, yeah, the Cure said they'd always avoid the other bands and stuff when they were on there and <laughs> just <laughs> hide in the back room or whatever. So I guess they were, or they were just filming a bunch that day maybe, and they would just crank a whole bunch out and then because everything seems super chopped up and then they would put it yeah. together i'm assuming that week or whatever um so yeah it was uh just kind of weird bad music videos early on and and then they'd add the kids while they were fake performing um so yeah it's ridiculous all of its sounds it was weird though that like top of the pops is like this it seems maybe this is where our British listeners could help us out. It seems like a rite of passage, though, or almost like a mile marker for band success levels in a sense, though, because I guess because it relates to chart success. So as much as a lot yeah. of these bands would gripe about it, including the Cure and stuff, they would still be on there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they would it's still uh, do it. It's like you had to do it almost. <laughs> that, so. That's what I was thinking. I was like, because they were on it so many times, but they didn't like going on it. But like... Uh, you kind of, it's kind of it seems like it's an institution in, yeah. in England and it's uh something you kind of sort of have to do yeah if, if you if you want to succeed and keep doing what you're doing and so. i think early on in particular it probably has more weight because that's what i was like mm-hmm. making the note that it was like really if you like think about it from 1964 to 81 that's already a huge stretch of time mm-hmm. that's like all pre-mtv or anything so that's like yeah. the only time you're gonna see these bands or hear about this music so i'm yeah. sure you and know, even they all probably watched it growing up too yeah yeah that's what I had a quote there that Robert, you know, amongst many people have cited, you know, seeing Bowie do Starman in 1972, Mm -hmm. like changed his whole world and life, you know, and, you know, so many people that's up there with that Sex Pistols show that everybody was at. (laughs) Everybody was there. Everybody bought a guitar or something, you know. (laughs) But, um, yes, I mean, I guess that does make sense that even though he knows it's bullshit and ridiculous and hates every part of it, there's a certain part of him that's like... Fuck yeah, we're on top of the pops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> knows that it's getting out there, but um, so yeah, um, yeah. The weird thing too is the the miming. I guess is something that's just really <laughs> odd because it's like it, it kind of makes sense on surface level, but then when I started like really looking at how long this fucking show like went on, and they just kept sticking to it. And then I dug into like why they did it. And there was just these stories that wouldn't really add up. You know, I wasn't writing a book on it, so I didn't totally dive into it. But at the same yeah. time, I I looked it up. It said in 1964, and initially uh, they were lip syncing to their actual recordings they would make. So the bands that were entering the charts mm-hmm. would lip sync to their recordings. But then for legal reasons, around 66, so just a couple of years into it, uh, the musicians' union put a ban on it because <laughs> they didn't want them, like I guess, not including maybe session musicians and stuff. So there was okay. some kind of like something that the union was up upset about. So for a few weeks, the bands did try to play live, and they all sounded completely shitty. Is that what it sounded like? They didn't really say if it was because the bands were shitty and couldn't play their like fancy studio no, version, it, or just the the whole. If you think about the TV studios and everything, yeah, and their cameras couldn't capture anything. If somebody was banging on drums, it would sound horrible. I'm sure. So. Yeah. Assuming that's what they probably mean. but So yeah, as a compromise, they reached where the band would record a unique backing track, it said, um, as long as all the musicians were actually there in the studio that played on it. So they'd almost record like a quick shitty version that yeah. they could then mime to that. 
<laughs> and then like they would add a live orchestra to accompany the mime stuff, even with a live vocal group. But the singer would still be like lip syncing to some version he recorded, whatever. You know, I was like, what? This seems like way more work than it needs to be. So, <laughs> so, you, so we're just gonna play, right? Well, yeah, no, you're gonna re- you're gonna record. And then, and then you're gonna, then we're gonna play. No, then you're gonna, you're you're gonna pretend like you're playing to the thing that you just recorded. Yeah, and I guess that all still just stems to they can control the sound better that way because they don't. I guess so, but because if you think of it, this must have fizzled out fairly quickly because even by like the early '80s with the Cure ones, it's all like the actual studio. That's their recordings. Mm -hmm. Those aren't like quickie yeah. other versions they did you know so um, i wish it were yeah i know and, it'd be like a whole nother version <laughs> but um so yeah apparently that fizzled out fairly quickly i'm assuming but yeah it's still baffling why the hell the vibing went on for that long to me anyway it seems like eventually the the studio cameras and the sets you know because you start looking at the excuses and they're like well catered to the bands that weren't as good live and couldn't nail all the notes and everything and then the acoustics in the room and the studio sucked well it's like well clearly if the show's been on for 20 years you think you could get a pretty good sound studio and make it yeah (laughs) if the john stewart show can do it for helmet yeah you know (laughs) exactly you can do it for i don't know second out first yeah yeah it seems baffling by the 80s they should have definitely had it together um but yeah and you know like i said bands like the cure clearly you know would have rather played live you could tell yeah. by that when they start you know that's what they're notorious for on these i'm sure the other bands did it you know where you're just goofing it and miming to it but not you know and like yeah. making it super obvious that you're not really singing it um they said that a lot of bands just kind of embraced it too and i kind of could see this maybe before mtv fully kicked off where they um kind of embrace the visual artsy aspect of it more yeah. and the fashion side and you know because it wasn't like yeah I said, it's your time to show off yeah wear something cool yeah. and you know do whatever and fling flowers around or whatever the <laughs> you're thinking. but uh so yeah it was pretty pretty crazy um so yeah, uh, like we said, the Cure will go through their their uh, specific performances that we've been able to track down. I think we were able to get a pretty complete list of every time they're on there, and uh, definitely want to talk through there. But when you have a show that's been around this long, there's bound to be some uh, some scandalous moments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some, absolutely. Uh, some hot hot moments especially going through the 70s and 80s you know there's, mm-hmm. there's so much cocaine flying around that goddamn studio oh my god <laughs> even just watching the cure performances it's just like oh my god this is like cocaine visualized you know just seeing yeah. the whole like sets and everybody dancing and uh but yeah that, the walk performances are like he has glasses on for a reason. Oh, yeah. And it's like, he is, woo. Yeah, because, I mean, if you think about it, you take a band and, you know, you're like, you got to perform, but you don't mm-hmm. really have to perform. And they're probably not really planning on doing it anyway. So it's all like perfect opportunity to get a little too trashed and get out yeah. there and, you know, do what you got to do and look cool. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we wanted to touch on the idea that – um you know, it was a strange thing that the this show got so much love and had been around for so long. But uh, there's mm-hmm. definitely some interesting dark avenues as we yeah. 
heard about in that documentary. <laughs> yeah. But uh, not all Jimmy Savile, though, right? Maybe a quick nod no. to some of the others. I heard that there was a few, uh, quite a few, co- what would they be considered? VJs or hosts? Just hosts, maybe? Like they had yeah, pre- uh Yeah, I guess the, you would, would call them hosts. They uh, just kind of crack a joke and maybe say a fact or two yeah. or present. Yeah, presenter. Yeah, they ha- and then interview. They have them listed as presenters. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, and yeah. I'm sure they were kind of like local cele- – or not local, but, uh, you know, uh, what do you – what kind of cele- small C celebrities? I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming though these people were like huge by any means, but it maybe as much as like a VJ could have been a big celebrity in the 80s or something. But, yeah, um, probably. I mean, you're probably coming uh, – you're probably a DJ at first, and then you're coming on, uh, and then uh, you probably have – people that are associated with music magazines and yeah. all that, uh, you know, music critics or whatever uh, they come on to. So, and whoever the hot person is at the time. Yeah. So like, J- like, I know John Peel was a presenter. So yeah. Was he, uh, I saw him on one clip, but I wasn't sure how regular he was. On uh, for the, for the cure, it looks like he did one, uh, two, uh, three. Yeah. Looks like he did three, three or four. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. So that's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta get him out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be hanging out with that crowd, John. Come no, on. No, absolutely not, man. Get, get run. <laughs> oh. But, um, yeah, so a lot of scandals behind the scenes stuff, um, you know, and uh like we said, there's definitely if um we thought we we should pay a, a few minutes to talk about yeah. our man Jimmy there that yeah. uh, is uh, just strange. Did you had you been familiar with him before? Any of this? A little bit. Uh, just um, I mean, just when everything kind of came out, yeah. uh, I I was familiar with him with, with all that uh, Gary Glitter. Yeah, um, he was mixed up with him. So yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I I didn't know visually. him really before that. So did you? And just visually, I think like just yeah, seeing visually, that image yeah. of him, he's just like, wow, what a wacky dude, you know? And like, yeah. Just that ridiculous hairdo and stuff. And yeah, I just assumed he was uh, yeah. some kind of uh, national treasure for them. No, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you to a certain to degree. My- but yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, yeah, he's uh, you know, I guess we, we wanted to devote. If it, anyone's been listening to Chaz's other podcast recently, uh, Excommunication Station. You've definitely uh, developed a fine art for uh, talking about sleazy people. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. uh, (laughs) It's like, he's really got this down good. We should totally cover Jimmy Savile. Well, we don't want anyone to dive into Top of the Pops and be blindsided by what happened with Jimmy Savile. I'm sure most of our listeners know who he is. But if you don't, here's a short rundown. Savile was one of the biggest media figures in UK history. He was an extremely influential and popular DJ. His quirky and eccentric behavior mixed with his charm made him one of the most unique and strange celebrity of the day and probably all time. Um, I can't really think of anybody in the United States that you could compare him to. Do you? you? Yeah, that's what I was trying to like explain to somebody recently. And they were like, who? I was like, he's kind of like... Like uh, Tiny if, Tim, yeah, with, I was like, if Emu um, Phillips had really just taken some bad turns, but <laughs> but I mean, he's just yeah. a weirdo. He's fine, you know. But like, 
Um, but yeah, especially with everything that, you know, went down that avenue of somebody that fits that mold. But yeah, I can't really think. Yeah. I'm sure there's some yeah. crazy. Yeah, there's got to be somebody out there. But uh, yeah, Savile was not only the Savile was not only in the British music scene where he knew the biggest bands of all time. Uh, he was also a huge television draw. He ran a 19 year TV show called Jimmy Fix It. Um, it's where he would take wishes from people, but mostly kids, and make them happen. Uh, it's a very, like, if you looked at it at the time and not in retrospect, right. it seemed like a very nice, uh, yeah, so wholesome cool thing that would happen. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. my duck can't fly. He's <laughs> like, I'll put it on an airplane. You know? It's just like, oh, Jimmy. It's just like, what? <laughs> um, uh, Savile was also a huge humanitarian as well as a volunteer fundraiser and philanthropist. He was such a big volunteer, he would have his own place to stay in within some of the hospitals in England. Uh, he would raise millions and millions of pounds for hospitals across the country. He was such a huge person in the UK, he was pushed by Matt, Margaret Thatcher to get a knighthood. And finally, in her last year of office, she got Jimmy Savile his knighthood. So he will be forever called Sir Jimmy Savile. He also got a papal knighthood in 1990 from Pope John Paul II. Mm. Birds of a feather. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, Savile would die in 2011, and about a year after his death, the news broke about the type of person Jimmy Savile truly was. Jimmy Savile was one of the biggest sexual monsters of all time. Savile sexually molested, raped, and abused people, mostly children, for decades. There were multiple investigations into him, but they all got squashed by law enforcement and allegedly all the way up to the royal family. His most disgusting crimes were committed in hospitals, which he volunteered and lived in. He spent his career bringing in, bringing in children and young people with music and TV shows that the hospitals only made sense to the outside world, but it was Jimmy's playground. In 2013, 32 hospitals, children's hospitals, psychiatric hospitals were all investigated. Savile would sexually abuse children as young as the age of five up to 75. The first report of his abuse goes back to 1955. And in 1960, a 10-year-old boy asked for his autograph as a hotel. Savile took him inside and sexually abused him. He groped and molested people at Tops of the Pops. Just, at, he, uh, just as he did at Leeds General Infirmary, where he abused 60 people, with 33 of them being patients. And they ranged again from the age of 5 to 75. Savile wouldn't just abuse able-bodied people. He would abuse psychiatric patients, catatonics, paralyzed patients. People that couldn't fight back, express their pain, or even be believed. And in the end, the true number will never be known. I read officially 72 actual uh, confirmed abuse cases, but uh, went up to approximately 500, but it could be in quadruple digits if we're going to be real about it. Uh. And that is Jimmy Savile. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Human piece of shit. Yeah. I think, so, yeah. I mean, just not, the idea that it, it was you know, so like broad in the shittiness too, in the sense of how it was like everything from just like 
wow, that's super inappropriate, you know, to like mm-hmm. just full on the most nightmarish, horrific molestation yep. kind of thing. It was just like, yeah, good God. And like, just, yeah, just, and how it was just so like, you know, it seemed like there was a lot of sweeping it under the carpet, but I mean, the sense yeah. of like the idea that he was kind of out there, it was like a weird mix of like, he, he was... Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde to a certain degree because he was doing these nice charity things and had like the sweet show or whatever. But at the same time, like all these interviews, he'd get on there and be like, oh, I'm just a sleazy old Jimmy. You know, and it was almost yeah, like, I was like he, oh, yeah. how many? I mean, I guess nobody even thought their wildest dreams it was happening to like minors and little children, you know, but at the same time, they're all kind of yucking would, it up with him. Yeah, he would tell on himself all the time. And you watch, right. if you watch that documentary, they show it where he says, you know, that he admits on camera to molesting people and like, yeah, it's, but it's Jimmy and it's a joke. They're just so like, what? You know, oh, like, just being crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, and like he had done it for so long that everybody just kind of took him as this yeah. quirky, weird, you know, disgusting kind of person. And yeah, uh, yeah got all swept into the rug. And it's just fascinating. Yeah. yeah how like far yeah. somebody could take that, you know, and yeah. Ugh. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> now back to the cure. <laughs> yeah, but I, I honestly, I brought that to Gavin because I didn't want anybody to go on top of the pops and like go down that rabbit hole and kind of be shocked by it. Yeah, so, uh, like holy shit, but, it's that dude. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and apparently, any it's pretty hard to find any full repeats. You know, they definitely don't show him any of his episodes. They've cut all of them or mm-hmm. cut him out. I'm not sure how they do it exactly, but uh, it's a pretty long list of a lot of performers, Gary Glitter included. You know, yeah, <laughs> they they just kind of erased a lot of those uh, and don't show them on repeats. Um, so yeah, he. Uh, how many times did he present the cure? Did you have that number? I think just once. I think it was just a walk. But, uh, you know, he was still, I mean, because after a while he wasn't really involved in the show. Yeah. Uh, And then he he would come back for like big appearances and he was there for the last the last episode. Um, But uh, he was I I mean, I don't quote me on this, but I I believe that he was just a producer of the show for that whole time. So, yeah, um, but he was still connected to it in one way or another. Yeah, because he was on episode one. Yeah, Yeah, he was like the first presenter, I think, in the first one and uh, all the way to the last one. Yeah, they said the the final episode on July 30th, 2006 was soured by Savile being there <laughs> just being there <laughs> just <laughs> so can't even replay the first or last episode anymore yep, so yep. great job yep. uh, <laughs> but, uh, ruining it for everyone yeah so so it's not hard to imagine things like that might start the slow death of Top of the Pops over the years, but I think it was probably inevitable anyway. A show like that would kind of start to fade out um, through the 90s. They switched it, like we said, to Friday nights and kind of yeah. the traditions were broken. Um, you also have so many late night shows that are playing these bands live yeah that it kind of you know and you can you can get them on you know with a satellite or if you have the internet as it gets if it goes on um so you don't really there's no really need for top of the pops anymore. yeah and videos so, totally yeah cover videos, them. if you're course, just gonna yeah. mind to something make a cool video yeah. <laughs> you know? so yeah and just look up what chart position they're at but um they tried to <laughs> reboot in 2003 that didn't really work either yeah. and then by 2006 it closed the doors there. Um, as we were trying to put all the cure performances together, 
Um, it was worth noting, though, I mean, just further testimony, I guess, of the, the success of the show is that there's so many knockoffs or international variations mm-hmm. of Top of the Pops. There's, a, you know, French ones and German ones in particular that you always see these Kira ones. They're like, oh, that's got to be Top of the Pops. But it was just like <laughs> Top uh, with an E at the end or something. And I was like, oh, this is a whole different show where they get out there and mime. <laughs> so the, uh, Yeah, the German one has a real weird vibe and like nobody smiles. Yeah, yeah you can kind of tell it's not it's quite rockets. the party. <laughs> <laughs> Less sleaziness even somehow going on before. Um, uh, so, yeah, I guess we can. Uh, Jimmy will come up again, unfortunately, yep, but yep. Uh, let's, let's dive into the actual care performances. But, Absolutely. Um, yeah, so uh, I got about 16 care appearances noted. Um, it's hard because there's multiples for a few. So I think my final count was counting all of them and three Susie and the Banshees where Robert was on with Susie and the okay. Banshees. Um, I do have a playlist on our YouTube page and I'll link it to our Facebook page too that you guys can check out to see these as we uh, wrap up afterwards. Mm-hmm. You can relive the magic. Quality's better on some than others, of course, like anything on YouTube. That's uh, But there's some pretty good ones in there, and uh, for the most part, yeah. all of them are on there. I think there's only a couple that um, I didn't quite track down. So, um, yeah. yeah. Six, I have I have 19. 19? But we can go I guess that it. would be with the three Susie ones. Do you have Susie? No, no. Okay. I don't have any Susie ones. I might have just miscounted list, my list, too. I, but, yeah, maybe no. we got one on there. So uh, Come on, do your let's, job. Let's do the list. <laughs> what are numbers? <laughs> Uh, so nothing from three imaginary boys. They didn't come out blazing that great where yeah. <laughs> they got anything on that one. But their debut top of the F- pops performance would be a forest. Um, I had mm-hmm. it as April twenty fourth, nineteen eighty. Um, yep. They had a quote from it. Robert says, I just couldn't believe how boring it was being on there. <laughs> you know, the people who go whoop, whoop, I really hate them. <laughs> I have to be physically restrained sometimes, he says. And uh, they avoided the other bands. Robert's thumb was all bandaged up from that tire incident earlier. Yeah. Um, and I initially at some point thought that they used part of the clip of that in the video but i don't think that's the case it was just filmed probably around yeah. the same time there we had the big bandaged thumb for yeah. that too but um basically the same kind of thing though they all um you know did the very bored face thing um which you know was kind of their thing i don't know how related the top of the pops that was they did it in the video too but little robot yeah. face thing and um but they gave pretty decent effort on the performance there this is one of their more valiant efforts of acting like they're actually Simon, anyway. Simon was a good sport. <laughs> he was yeah. playing real good. Robert <laughs> definitely was just kind of clunking along on something. Um, Lowell had a big floppy cymbal, was the only uh, visible note of him not really playing on his hi-hat. There's some kind of big, I couldn't tell what the hell it was on there, but instead of the cymbal, something was, almost looked like a warped record or something. Yeah, there, flopping yeah. Around. Um, and then they had, um, you see the, the image of uh, Robert with like, multiple roberts in the background yeah like the the whole like trippy <laughs> yeah 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 the yeah. effects are pretty rough all the way through oh, yeah. for most of these when they would try to throw some little effects in um i think they kind of give up about halfway through even but uh yeah so nothing too noteworthy but uh a good solid top yeah. of the pops debut Pre- um presented by steve wright uh, uh, if you see the video you can see him i have no fucking clue who he is but He's got a big, ugly mustache. 
yeah, porn glasses. Yeah, he look. Yeah, he looks. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like the, I think it was uh, Ted Imagine years, but they kept saying that the first and second, which would be their next performance the following year for primary, that the announcers mispronounced their name. But when I listened to it, he's just got a cure, but or something like that. But I didn't really. Mm. Maybe uh, in the studio or something, they said it. I don't know how you mispronounce cure, but cure, cure, yeah. But. yeah. I just turned on the video and for primary, and I don't hear an intro. Yeah, um, so, yeah. so something that might be in there. Um, but yeah, the following year, uh, April sixteenth, eighty one, they come on mm-hmm. for primary, and um, much like their first appearance, openly mocked their performance by obviously miming. <laughs> uh, they're playing two bases. That's the first clue yeah, on this one here. One. <laughs> so uh, while it's kind of a nod to maybe the the you know. Six string bass, um, you know, the bass six there, but it's not another full on bass. So, but um, mm-hmm. so uh, they'll do that trick a few times as well as swapping instruments or uh, playing completely different uh, instruments than what they normally do. Um, they already look cooler, I thought. Their image was kind of oh, yeah. going in uh, the yeah. right direction here, um, kind of selling it. I thought this was again. Robert looks so disinterested. Yeah, but he's he's <laughs> he looks he looks like he'd rather be at the dentist. He's the most consistent um, one that is not sold on this. <laughs> Everybody else is like, "Let's do it, man! Let's get some chart success." And he's just no, <laughs> yeah, not and having it. The effects on this one are. Yeah, well, they do like yeah. I wrote bad '80s camcorder effects. Yeah. <laughs> so, they do like the werewolf vision and stuff. Is that what it is? Or it goes to like the it, grainy kind of. Blown yeah, well, out. they do like a blue and green like kind of like am- animation over their faces or whatever. Yeah. And they do that stop motion thing where, every, you know, they they freeze the frame and then they move it, freeze the frame, and you know, yeah. it oh, looks yeah, like yeah. it's robotic. It's <laughs> stupid. Real jumpy. So, it just looks like yeah. you're your camera's skipping <laughs> yeah <laughs> hit your tv yeah simon is simon is fucking wailing this yeah he's selling it isn't he he's going off yeah um so yeah any other observations on that one you see Are you no not really i just the uh, simon is crowd simon getting... oh my god i'm watching the video right now and <laughs> and uh robert is literally eight feet away from the microphone yeah i think he's just like walking towards the exit before the song's over (laughs) oh yeah something i forgot to mention on a forest it fades out like crazy early too it wasn't even like a super long version of a forest but it's just like halfway through the song it just got kind of faded they're like all right and next a more fun man (laughs) i I just love the fact that he's just uh, he's singing he's just like fuck this and he's 10 feet away from (laughs) the microphone (laughs) pretty nice can you see this is fake none of this is real yeah i know that kind of thing so yeah but uh surprisingly they did not get invited to top of the pops the the next year for the album pornography didn't have a uh a performance so uh we would have loved to see it though yeah would have been good garden a little hanging garden on top of the blood dripping from their eyes <laughs> um, so yeah uh and then we we move into robert's most uh 
reoccurring year, 1983. We said he was a a regular at the top of the pop studios this year. I counted seven performances, including Susie and the Banshees. But um, so we'll walk you through it. But this is the the time frame here. So 83, which is crazy. This is like the Cure's kind of off year, right? This was Mm -hmm. like their year where they're just taking it easy, putting a few singles out, you know, and. uh, and uh, yeah, so The Walk is the single that's out. July 7th, 83, they come on for the first performance of The Walk. There would be two. Mm-hmm. And for the first one, Porl's playing bass and Andy's playing drums. Lowell's this there. This is so fucking weird. Wearing a this weird. This is so fucking weird. <laughs> this whole this is... section is real weird. <laughs> Lowell's wearing this crazy 80s studded jumper thing with like chains on it. It's um, just a strange. He wears that for both of them. Robert looks pretty cool with his shades on. Lots of jewelry. He's... <laughs> he has he's not even he he literally is leaning on the guitar yeah like he's his, just the guitar it. is upside down and he's got his hand on it it's on the it's <laughs> it's is, on his leg this is bono and, style guitar playing uh, here this is uh yeah amazing <laughs> amazing <laughs> and there's like road warrior looking chicks dancing in cages off to the st- side on this it, one uh so they look I, like they're post-apocalyptic I went to the Dallas Cowboys football stadium one time <laughs> and uh, uh, to watch an Eagles Cowboys game. And there were dancers up along the top of the stadium, like in the lights and everything. Mm-hmm. And this is weirder than that. Like, this is just. <laughs> yeah, this is like, full on. Like I said, like so many of these, it's like. If you time ported into the, you're like, yep, I'm in the 80s. <laughs> it's like, there's no other time period this could be but the 80s. <laughs> Everyone's like, hey, welcome to Space Club. It's more futuristic <laughs> than now, even in fucking 2022, 23. What year is it? 22. 22. Yeah. yeah. And, I, um, I do love this lineup, though, that's playing, though. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's very cool uh, seeing Andy back there. In in uh, Pearl there, um, yeah. So yeah, this is weird, and it sparked a little quickie uh, text conversation we had going back and forth. Because um, there's two performances. Uh, what the hell's the deal with this? And we noted that it has to have been like the same day. They're not like flying them back to do another top of the pops like i'm assuming they aired it different as it was climbing up the charts and doing better they're like and back for another like oh it's climbing up the charts so they show another one yeah Um, it's the same it's the same set yeah (laughs) same set but there's no dancers this time so throw you off the scent um no and robert still Pearl has the shades on fills on this one yeah fills on this one so they were both there they might have been um so i guess they were both there they just kind of rotated like one week <laughs> <laughs> which makes no fucking sense <laughs> but the whole thing doesn't make any sense it's like you would stop then robert's because he's wearing the same pretty much outfit but he's got a blue yeah. shirt on one and a red shirt on another so just slight little changes and uh like you said it was uh they got the dancers out of there. <laughs> yeah, no dancers. She was freaking everybody out. So they're like, all right, let's do one with that cage girl. And uh, he's still holding his guitar, not playing it. Strings yeah. are all loose and out of place. Um, Mole's wearing the same jumper. Eddie's there. But yeah, just I, super I, I don't understand changes. why they couldn't, like, they're not playing live. Why couldn't they have all of them on stage at once? Yeah, I know. At that point, just <laughs> 
give him anything. Give him a flute or something. <laughs> That's why None I was so weird. Sense. I was like, it had to have been That's a so different funny. day where they're like, oh shit, we can't get Phil. Come on, Pearl, let's do this. And so, so that was the first one. It gets weird as it goes. But while we're still on the on the walk, um, there was a quote from the Melody Maker. Um, it says, "The cure on top of the pops was an event almost ab- as absurd as Jimmy Savile's inanity." <laughs> They looked, they looked and acted bored, but all across the nation, Cure fans, Cure converts, and folk who can't tell the Cure from Culture Club couldn't care less. Interpreted <laughs> and interpreted Smith's stifled yawns as enigmatic arrogance. Such is the power of reputation. Such is the impact of dressing in black. So I'm like, was that a compliment? <laughs> I can't tell. Uh, I can't. It was like a backhanded compliment. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, yeah, it was just like, yeah, right, perfect music so, journalism. Yeah. <laughs> just, but yeah, that was just seeing how absurd the cure on top of the pops is, I guess sums it up there. Yeah. Um, um, so so that first uh, walk uh, performance was presented by John Peel. Okay. Um, and David Jensen. I don't know who that is. Oh, yeah, yeah. they did a David Jensen mix. There's a something that he worked with. The Cure did like a remix okay. of, forget what it is, but something from this era. It was like Lament okay. or something like that. Or the Jensen okay. mixes or sessions or something. It's it's a bootleg that flits around out there. Um, yeah, that's cool. But, so that was for the yeah. first one or the second yeah. one he did. It's the first one. The second one okay. for the walk was jimmy savile okay uh, yeah and, and pat sharp uh but yeah so the cure were in studio with jimmy savile at one point oh um, yeah i i i thought when we when i first sent you that text message i was like i wonder if he was ever there with cross paths <laughs> yeah yeah which by uh, chance i flipped back through lowell's book just to see if somehow these top of the pops performances had to have some funny stories or little anecdotes or something mm-hmm. you know it says one particular top of the pops encounter there sends shivers down my spine even now. Wonder who we could be talking about. <laughs> we were there to perform the walk, and Porl, Andy, and myself were standing around the edges of the studio when somebody crept up behind us and said, Oh, Songs of Dracula, we are looking 10,000%. Eyeing us up and down was none other than the alleged old sex offender himself, Jimmy Savile. <laughs> so even that, though, it's such like a weird, like, what the fuck kind of like comment is that even? Like, oh, songs of Dracula. <laughs> like, you could read it yeah, in so many yeah. voices that, like, like, would you even that you're like ah you know? <laughs> like, just don't touch mean? me please look it up and down <laughs> you're looking 10,000 percent so i guess he liked lil's jumper with the <laughs> chains and the whatever on it and zippers oh and, god but yeesh well, I'm sure so, yeah. so it sounded like <laughs> luckily they made it out fairly uh unscathed if that was the worst of it i guess they got off pretty easy so yeah um, yeah so yeah, uh, September '83, uh, Robert mm-hmm. would come back for Dear Prudence, which I had as the first Dear Prudence. He said maybe there was a third one floating around out there too. But yeah, um, there might be. Uh, uh, and I remember yeah, Dear Prudence I, came out like way before um, Hyena, the actual album, when we did yeah, that episode. Did. Uh, so I guess September '83 would be pretty far ahead of it still um, for when the single 
came out. But on this yeah. one, I just noted that Robert really ups his not giving a fuck factor when he's with Susie even more. <laughs> more. If somehow he could do it more, he did it more than when he's doing Cure songs even. He's just standing there, like, totally swaying around, really still. He has this kind of go-to move of putting his hand on the neck of the guitar over the top as opposed yeah, to was, under the yeah, bottom was, just to show like <laughs> i have a still image of it i'm just yeah, like it's like, no it doesn't make sense it he, comes he's back like, to that one a few times but uh yeah he's finger picking the guitar but he is like looks like he's digging in the ground for some dirt yeah. with, with his finger <laughs> and like he's just pulling on it and so. it's almost like you know everybody else and Susie's definitely like fucking into it and doing it you know like where i wonder if he almost got yelled at for that one for fucking off too much because it was like <laughs> it's like clearly the only one standing there just swaying around holding his guitar all stupid <laughs> but uh it's pretty awesome so looking good though everybody you know yeah never never an issue with Susie and the banshees they're all looking cool as hell um so so, so i i have uh, them on uh you said september 29th mm -hmm. and then i have them back on october 13th okay maybe that's the one i'm and missing then december and then december i had yeah so i guess there's yeah. another one which is crazy because it almost somewhere. matches up with every like cure one <laughs> so maybe yeah. he just scheduled them all to be on the same because <laughs> yeah, uh cause... almost immediately after in october october 27th what date did you mm -hmm. have for the middle one was it mm -hmm. the 27th yeah okay yeah, yeah that 27th. one was when they were on for love cats the first time as far as i could tell um both books the 10 imaginary years and visual documentary from that one made a real big note of saying robert forgot the words during it like like it matters i don't i don't think he's saying them anyway or yeah. like but um yeah so they wanted to make a note of that one the first one they're wearing berets was the only real kind of like uh <laughs> that high life thing you know like where you circle the difference mm -hmm. between pictures that's where all these performances are kind of like um so yeah they're wearing berets in the first one then in november they come back or show another performance in quotes of love cats uh this time they're wearing shades but no berets yeah. and there's little stuffed animals on the pianos and drums now that weren't there on the last one <laughs> um white piano i think for all of them uh and then they come back in december 29th um same shirt this time as the one before even <laughs> <laughs> and uh this is the same performance is uh dear prudence again i had uh both of them playing their biggest hits to date love cats and dear prudence so that yep. was kind of cool uh again they all look great for dear prudence this time they're all wearing black and look a little even cooler even and uh robert even looks more bored and stoned out of his mind or maybe both <laughs> so uh yeah i think so yeah the notes i had for for performance one and two of love cats same white piano same bbc mic but on the second one they turned it around so you don't see bbc yeah I think. yeah uh Robert's hair is definitely the giveaway, though, where it's like the same hair, like because it's cleaner and poofier than normal. Mm. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you can tell. And uh, so that's performance one and two. But on the third one, which is even weirder, it's the same stage set, same yeah. white piano, same red shirt that he had earlier. No BBC mic, but that's easy. They could just swap that out. Yeah. But his yeah. hair is noticeably longer and completely different style. It's like huh. 
like crunchier and, and bigger like the Dear Prudence one. So I feel like the first two were probably shot together. Together. And then the third yeah, one in December, gotcha. they came back again yeah. probably. So, But it's weird because yeah. there's still a lot of crossover on the third one. So they must have like matched it somehow. <laughs> so really um, weird. Maybe they thought that showed some kind of cool continuity of it climbing the charts if they looked the same for multiple performances too. But yeah until doing this though i didn't know of any or hadn't really considered any like multiple performance thing so it is kind of an odd thing that they would have them back on you know to mine again (laughs) um you can see how they would be like oh god we gotta come back for this (laughs) (laughs) the november 10th uh 83 performance was also presented by john peel and david jensen again okay cool oh yeah Awesome. Um, let's see. <laughs> a Robert quote by the end of this Love Cats era here. He said, we don't fit in on top of the pops. Let's <laughs> stop it, going. <laughs> <laughs> I find it really hard to pretend to see through that camera into the homes of those millions of people who are really going to love you. It's such a farce. Um, I look really bored because I am. We only do it because if we didn't, somebody else would. So I guess he means... Another Cure band would show up and play Cure songs? <laughs> Some other band would be up there. So yeah, I guess he's that's his way of saying we kind of have to, you know, as far as being a successful band. I guess so. Um, let's see. Uh, before the next one, March 9th, they do Swimming Horses in 84. Yeah. So that's that one that I didn't have on the playlist, but I'll try to add that March 29th. In. March 29th. Oh, March 29th? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Which, then that makes yeah. sense because that's closer to when Hyena actually came out and was the single. Yeah. And such. It's also really close to the next time The Cure is going to be on. Oh, yeah. So my April. guess is that maybe they filmed them around the same time then and just put this out, like, what, like less than two weeks later? So, yeah, Caterpillar, because, yeah, he's wearing a white shirt in the Caterpillar one mm-hmm. as he is in Swim. Horses, Caterpillar, uh, April 12th, though, uh, 84. They called this the controversial appearance because they all sat down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like compared this to a... just being totally bored and not even pretending like you're performing, I guess that's a uh, really shaking yeah. it up there, Robert. <laughs> but uh, it's a little... The, the... The uh, next thing he could have done was just lay on the stage and gone to sleep. Yeah. This would probably be the next thing. Yeah, this is this is just as bizarre as the walk videos. Yeah, um, this one is. But it's weird because it's kind of a little precursor to Unplugged almost. It feels like, yeah, like really totally does. the vibe from the Unplugged sessions. We're all just sitting there. He's even faking playing the violin by scratching it and just fiddling with it <laughs> fiddling yeah. with the fiddle and, uh, breaking the strings on the on whatever that bar thing is that they yeah, yeah. so they're just kind of dorking around there looks kind of like a cult or something because they're all wearing white shirts <laughs> or something it's something weird and just very hazy with the smoke everywhere um so yeah and and phil is there, on there. So, yeah. yeah and then you see andy playing the drums on his on his legs yeah at one point. and it's just like cool and then the little little bongos there. And um, he said, we were knackered. <laughs> we had been in the city, you think? <laughs> if you look at Lowell, yeah. Lowell looks like he's, he <laughs> he hasn't arrived yet. Yeah, um, sure. A, yeah, they're all just like, whoa. <laughs> um, we had been in the studio all night. And I mean, why should we stand, right? 
<laughs> Next time I may go on in a bed. So, oh, my God. so there you go. <laughs> you got you. <laughs> he said that was the next logical step. So uh, yeah. But yeah, this was around that rough time for Robert too, where he's maybe getting stretched a little thin and uh, doing a little too mm-hmm. much. But yeah, I don't think the glove ever made it on the top of the pops. They had like a European yeah, I don't think version, so. but it wasn't officially top of the pops, the thing I saw. So. But yeah, that's a lot of appearances, man. Um, just in one year span. Simon's like, whoa, darn, I missed that. <laughs> that whole era. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> the, the truth is why he was waiting to come back was uh, <laughs> so he wouldn't have to do 15 Top of the Pops episodes. <laughs> um, next one I had was In Between Days in 85. Yep. And uh, this is the one where I had no mistaking. This is the 80s. When it comes out, mm-hmm. it looks like... You know, Miami Vice era, thick of the 80s, I guess, with yep. pink Big stuff clothes. on the walls. Everybody looks like they're working out in the audience there, just like <laughs> all kinds of like headbands on and shit, dancing around, big suits, his hair's yep. crimped. Um, yeah, all the clothes, the set design, just so much cocaine everywhere, probably. Yeah. Lowell's <laughs> playing a church organ. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it's strange, though, around this time, though, you just see a kind of a drastic shift. And while he's still clearly fucking off and not, you know, taking it seriously, there's definitely like a more, as we saw in The Cure in general, yeah. of like, we're the pop band, we're here to... <laughs> like let's bring this home you know here we are so it yeah is. this is more of a performance yeah uh than like actually putting on a show other rather than the last ones yeah. everything before like uh, robert's actually animated in this one yeah uh the band looks like they're actually playing a set um yeah and yeah. simon's going off boris is fucking just slamming back there, even though he's not <laughs> right. supposed like, to. Dude, you don't have to try this hard. <laughs> it's not real. It's like I don't do anything half-assed. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he does, man. <laughs> nah. He's he is pounding away back there. I'm. I, it's just yeah. respect, and it might have gotten Robert's ass in gear because he's he's dancing around and doing his normal and well, not normal, but like his I guess endearing side. Yeah, where he's you is know, he playing guitar on this. Face. No, he's nah, just dancing yeah. around. That's a, like no, this he's... one and the next one, Boys Don't Cry When They Come Back mm-hmm. for Staying on the Beach is kind of, I just lumped those together because it is like, you could tell they're just like full on pop stars at this point. You know, mm-hmm. when you see Boys Don't Cry, it's the same kind of deal where they almost have a glow about them, you know, or they're just like, mm-hmm. ha ha, fuckers, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> you know, this is like, oh, <laughs> no more laying on the floor and no more. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that one's pretty impressive too, and just full on eighties glory. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the boys don't cry one is is even more eighties. Yeah, if you can get there, that um, might have been the one I was referring to. to now that I think <laughs> no, about they it, both yeah, are. Like, this, <laughs> this this one this one is even bigger because they're a bigger band by this point. Yeah, and like uh, it's just it's full on eighties. Like in you know uh, I don't know it's. They look so good in this video, though. Yeah, it's fun. All of a sudden, this is kind of that like whimsical Robert that everybody mm-hmm. falls in love with. It was like, oh, look, he's just so weird, but fun. <laughs> yeah. And um, it worked, too. This is the first time out of all these performances we've talked about where the single actually advanced after their performance on Top of the Pops. Mm. Every other one, it just dropped down a little bit afterwards, you know? 
Which doesn't sound totally yeah. right. Love Cats must have advanced a little bit after <laughs> if they did it three times. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm going by one of those books there. So I think it was the visual documentary one. But they said that this was the first time that it actually helped their chart success by appearing on there. <laughs> like maybe they yeah. just kept dropping a little bit each time when they did Love Cats. But uh, um, this this is also one of the only times you'll probably ever see Lowell playing the guitar. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I did oh. put a note of that. Lowell's playing guitar. What? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he I looks guess. like he 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 pulls it off like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, it was around this era yeah. where he starts getting into like playing trumpets and anything that he didn't actually play. <laughs> like Additional <laughs> instruments. Yeah, violin for the catch <laughs> video. He's just. Uh, <laughs> He's he's a jack of all trades. He's totally convinced he's crushing it up there. These are probably his favorite performances during this era. He's like, we fucking nailed it. That sounded great. (laughs) uh, Oh, Oh, man. Yeah, but Boris is still slamming. And and, uh, Simon uh, has got the biggest hair he's ever had. And he's he's going to town, too. Excellent. um, So then, a little weird on the next uh, was that there isn't one for, which there's got to be like a Why Can't I Be You or something. This is one where I found a lot of like decoy ones that weren't actual Top of the Pops, but on French TV and stuff. So I might be missing one there, but like, no, just like heaven, no. Yeah, that's uh, the only thing I can think of is that they were just on tour and didn't have a a chance. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it didn't really make sense. And the fact that none of these hardly coming up are reoccurring ones too, also yeah. hints that maybe they're just finally getting big enough where they could tell Top of the Pops to fuck off and, and not, you know, maybe. like feel like he gives a shit to go back on there or do it for every single that's on the charts and stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of surprising though. You would think that something from Kiss Me, Kiss Me would have been on there, but not finding it so yeah that's uh it's it's very weird but also i mean they were also in france yeah because like there are french ones there are like the ones i thought yeah. was like one where he's wearing that little suit jacket and stuff or almost mm-hmm. playing the trumpet and <laughs> those kind of deals so yeah maybe they were just like we've covered that over here <laughs> they would come back though for their biggest uk hit of course to date um so mm-hmm. highest charting single for uh, april 20th uh 1989 lullaby um robert pearl go extra heavy on the black eye makeup for this one maybe as a nod to the video or maybe let, he yeah, just didn't wash his so. face after the video <laughs> not sure <laughs> <laughs> just came right over from the set yeah but he's definitely got the full spider eyes still going um I could have sworn just in my little stupid cure memory bank somewhere floating in my head. There was a great story somewhere about them, like the lead up to them going to top of the pops and how they're just totally trashed and almost missed 20 flights or something. I remember just being like a kind of long story, but kind of funny too. How it was like finally their biggest hit and they had to fly there or something like from somewhere they were where they had to stop it all and they didn't want to do it. I can't remember the punchline and I, can't find the goddamn story anywhere. So how's that for you some, uh, you, some good you journalism? Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it, it makes sense. I don't know where the hell I thought maybe even in like Rogers disintegration blogs from way back yeah. or something, but I couldn't find it. So I don't know where the hell that came up. Um, 
But yeah, it, it's out there, and I'm sure it's quite a story because they rushed back, um, and and they were super wasted apparently like during this performance, which does make sense. But I think for all of them, you could probably say that. Yeah. Far. Um, notable weirdness: Simon's playing the bass six and not an actual bass, so mm-hmm. which he does in the Fascination Street video too, which took me years to catch that i was like oh wait why is he playing a guitar <laughs> wait it's a sort of guitar <laughs> but, uh, um, otherwise they're behaving pretty good for this one i feel like everybody's yeah. kind of doing it we get our first sight of uh of roger rogers yeah first and uh the first scene you see him in is uh it looks like it's being shot from his penis uh, because it's straight up from his groin up to his face <laughs> it's just like <laughs> think that was on purpose <laughs> yeah they st- i don't know they st- just stuck the camera under the keyboard like, all right it was just like it was like whoa jesus christ <laughs> yeah. and then uh yeah uh but everybody looks great uh um uh sorry uh robert looks thin and uh his he looks perfect like his eyes his makeup yeah his, his moves is he's on point um kind of disappointing that pearls in the background and not really doing much yeah. in this but um you have boris like right out there um for everybody to see he's right off to the right of robert so he's not in the background yeah if um, i remember I correctly really cool. it might be this one or pitches you where they're kind of more in a row on this one are they kind of like lined up it's not like it almost seems like like pearl's kind of like behind everybody it can align more than like a, a mm-hmm. wider stage it, yeah maybe it's just hard to get that full lineup on a stage there's like yeah five of them at that point at least so so yeah um pretty cool otherwise um and and simon's wearing wearing the hat and everything but Mm making it look pretty cool so it works out good (laughs) uh next one was pictures of you they come back for disintegration again looking pretty good and they're pretty well behaved on this one too uh Robert's got his shorter, fluffier hair from like the video era there yeah, of the yep. early nineties. Um Pearl's playing left-handed though. So that was the big <laughs> yep. the big inside joke. <laughs> Which, it's like all right, yeah. with the pirate shirt on, it looks like. Yeah, I don't know. you know. Right <laughs> but um, so yeah, sick, super thick makeup. Hard to tell if that was what he was just wanting to look like it's like really caked on his makeup looks like he's wearing a mask yeah that's how that's how that's how thick it is yeah it must have taken him a month to get that off when when you say robert smith has thick makeup on you know that (laughs) that's gotta be some thick makeup you know and again it's a pretty quick fade out because i guess they didn't want to develop eight minutes or whatever to the full extended version of uh, pitches. Yeah, of you. Yeah. So I don't think I made it to like the second verse. They're just like, okay, great. All right. See you later, Bob. <laughs> yeah. It's only but, three uh, minutes long. So uh, you don't yeah, get the full experience, but nah. uh, they all look pretty good. Um, they are less animated than they were in the last couple of videos. Yeah. Um, that's also a, a less poppy song. Um, end of the tour. They're pretty yeah. worn out by this point. So, yeah uh is yeah, roger there is still... or is he already yeah he's there he's, the... he's got really really pale white makeup on as well <laughs> um and he's he's just chilling so um, being his cool self yeah <laughs> so nothing from wish which uh could be that surprising me could, too yeah does that, that was... does that surprise you more than uh 
uh, Kiss Me? Bit maybe not in the sense because we're getting into the '90s and I'm starting to wonder how relevant Top of the Pops even was at this point, where it's starting to be mm-hmm. the maybe the fade out and it's not that big of a thing that you have to do. Um, again, they're touring huge, so it probably was the same kind of deal as Kiss Me because that was like mega tour. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, such a huge album. You know, you would think Friday yeah. in Love. How do you not go on for that? Um, I did find a clip that was an official Top of the Pops where Perry and Simon introduced the video for Friday I'm in Love. Where they're okay. just the two of them and they're like, yeah, and they say make a joke or something and 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 they just showed the video, I guess. And maybe they started doing that around the 90s you too. Know, that's maybe what that was then, why they're... For Love Song, it, you think? Yeah, yeah. they might have been just promoting the video. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, kind of weird uh, that they skipped it for Wish, but then would come back in '96 for the 13th. Ooh. And um, I had two for 13th, but the second one yeah. I just had a date for. So I think I only had footage maybe for one, but the one's like a mega performance. He's actually singing vocals. I think the the rest of it's obviously all just mime into like an instrumental track. But they're actually, mm-hmm. and this is something they start doing on top of the pops around mid '90s. Is letting them actually sing it, but not over their own band. So they have like a karaoke version, basically, where yeah. he's able to sing it. And uh, they do a great job with this one because they're having fun with it. You can tell they have like tons of people on stage, like mariachi shirts and yep. horns, and everybody's there. The lady from the videos doing the do it to me, do it to me, <laughs> and everything's just a big old weird ass party as the thirteenth should be. Um, so yeah, it definitely. What's looks the like date the, that you have on that? Um, I had April eighteenth. 96 okay. for the first one they have one for april 18th 1996 where they played the 13th mm-hmm. where bear van beers was the presenter and mm-hmm. then uh may 2nd 1996 where michelle gale was the uh was the presenter okay um, yeah this one's is uh, uh sorry this one is may 2nd this is the may 2nd one okay so michelle gale cool yeah. But that one performance is definitely a good one worth watching because they, they got the whole kind of nod to the video going and looks like they're having the most fun they've ever had on the top of the pops for sure. Um, the second one looks a lot more crowded and a lot more. Uh, it's definitely two different performances, though. Okay. So awesome. Yeah. But awesome. they both look like fun. Yeah. yeah they, they both look like a blast. Gets this... I don't particularly like that song, but it's it looks like they were having a, a real good time with it. And yeah, it might have something to do with he's actually at least singing. So it's amazing how, <laughs> how the performer actually enjoys himself when he gets to perform. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving on from that, we get on the last stretch here. Yeah. And it gets a little weird, <laughs> surprisingly. Uh, a little bit. A little weird on top of the pops. <laughs> um, somehow they all go to Germany now. Uh, maybe this is another little factoid. Some uh, UK listeners can help us out with because um, all of them are recorded at MMC Studios in Hearth, Germany. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we get cut here is the first one. Um, so, yep. yeah, it's like a full-on German presenter. Um, again, this one, I think it was just still full on mind again, um, where, you know, but they're, they're giving a good effort. Uh, it's much like the video where they're all wearing kind of the black suits and such, but nothing too noteworthy, even I felt like they weren't goofing too much or doing anything really, but great song. Good that they're, uh, 
on it for that. An odd one. Yeah. Oh, but wait, I, wait. I this, yeah, it. that's what you mean. Because, yeah, before this one starts, there's a sort of interview where the guy comes up yeah. and talks to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's actually worth seeing. He comes up and just says, do you want to disband the cure? Robert says, no. And he's like, all right, <laughs> and performing. <laughs> he just totally says, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, no. No. And then the guy's like, oh, <laughs> cool. All right, well. <laughs> Big gulps, huh? All right. See you later. <laughs> well, uh, that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, it's a terrible, it's a terrible interview. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just a terrible, you know, vibe. But like, <laughs> it's a great song, and they do a good job with it. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I guess that's really his nod to still said fuck off top of the pops but we're here you know? <laughs> it's him just yeah. shooting down the uh, interview question portion of the evening that. That didn't take off, I guess. Uh, maybe that's why they didn't do that again. <laughs> um, the following, <laughs> let's see, 2004 is uh, closing in on the end here. We got The End of the World, The, the Cure. Uh. Perform live vocals, at least, again. So he gets to come back. This is the one where Baby Spice and another uh, German fella <laughs> introduced the band. <laughs> I don't know if he's a, a star or not, but that's definitely Baby Spice there. And she uh, yeah. introduces into the star eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Simon has a cool kind of faux hawk going. Uh, mm-hmm. um, funny, I used to think Robert looked kind of a mess in 2004, but when I see this now, I'm like, oh, look, he looks great. He's like, Looks slim and healthy. Yeah, he <laughs> so who knows? Maybe it's yeah. I guess it was like what twenty years ago almost now. So, but uh, not that he doesn't look good now. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's it's funny how time changes everything. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> just like 2004. Yeah, he looks great in 2004. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> that was like five weeks ago. Uh, oh, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, he looks kind of young to me there. It's a uh, it's sweet. Um, but yeah, so that was a good good performance. They kind of you can tell he's a little more into it because he's singing it for real again. Um, so yeah, and then our final or the final one I had is taking off. Um, again with live vocals. So maybe I do have the clip of that somewhere where I could tell that he was actually singing that on December eighteenth. Um, looked like the exact same set and stage and everything so i think yeah or maybe not let's see what was the date i had the video okay so yeah maybe that was a little later but um yeah it was you know taking off in germany and apparently alt end was also performed um but didn't get broadcast there thank god (laughs) but uh oh this was the the one something where i couldn't link to it or something but there is a youtube you can track it down but i didn't wasn't able to get it into my playlist for some reason i i have the youtube clip do you want me to send it yeah send it on over um you gotta scan forward about to uh a minute and a half because it's like there's it's like the actual show that's what it was yeah Yeah, i didn't want to put the whole clip in there but so maybe i'll do that since it's the last one anyway but or i Uh, think it's the last one did you uh, have any more was that the finale i don't think so no i think that's it unless they re-erect resurrect re-erect resurrect top of the pop because i guess yeah if 2006 was the farewell and uh 2008 was 413 so yeah their final performance uh, taking off 
Yeah. Is, what a way to go. So <laughs> no, actually the final performance was alt end. Oh, right, right. Every, <laughs> the alt everybody ends, in that studio yeah. was never heard from again. <laughs> exactly. So uh yeah, I guess it's kind of a fitting uh, that I'll just kind of fizzled out and <laughs> yeah. really uh didn't, but uh yeah, it's pretty cool. And I like that they stuck to their guns and and fucked off for at least ninety-eight percent of their performances mm-hmm. on top of the pops, I think. And uh are definitely worth watching in the sense that, you know, if you have a, a boring night at home, you know, definitely pull up the playlist because they're entertaining, even though it's kind of ridiculous. And you get a real time capsule moment of what like fashion and what I don't know what the general aesthetic was back then. Yeah. Um, in England, I guess, or just in the world in general, because um, it looked just like like you would think of American TV would been at the time with bright yeah. colors and you know but uh yeah it's a uh, it's a trip um, <laughs> they're fun to watch I mean it's if you're a fan of the band and you like watching live performances yeah um, and it's know. pretty fun rabbit hole too if you start digging up those like there's people that have like all just really good quality top of the pops playlist and stuff on YouTube mm-hmm. too. Of just like, I got watching some like Aztec camera ones and just weird shit that I'm like, Oh wow. Cause a lot of those you went and see anywhere anyway, especially in the yeah. U S and stuff like these kind of slightly less huge British bands and stuff, you know, or, or, or one hit wonder. Kind yeah. Of thing. So I mean, it's yeah. kind of cool to see those as opposed to like the videos you've seen a billion times and stuff from the eighties, you know, it's like, yeah, there's, there's some cool ones out there. So definitely worth checking out if you haven't gone down that rabbit hole and hopefully we cleared up <laughs> some of the, the mystery of top of the pops or what it is. But, uh, I'm watching a really cool clash Tommy gun video, All right. <laughs> which is, which is fucking amazing. Cause it looks like they're playing. It really looks like they're playing live. Yeah. There but were little you- weird exceptions. Um, I stumbled across those kind of things too, where certain bands would, demanded or something or they would try no, they're, to steer away. they're totally not playing live but oh, they're okay, selling they're it just, like they are okay cool. um they're they're damn this is such a good video yeah <laughs> so i don't know there's something yeah, with I'm iron maiden of... i remember i couldn't remember what from what year it must have been fairly early on but they did something where they actually played and there's a lot of good ones of other bands just doing the cure kind of style fuck off to um, you know the kind of infamous Nirvana one when they get on there, yeah. and and you know where they actually gave him the the live mic to sing it, but then he just you know is just doing everything else on top of it, and so there's a lot of good ones of those floating around there. Of course, oh the Blue Monday one that was like yeah like historic. I just, I just, it was one of the I, early ones where they let them play. <laughs> I think that's probably why they like wouldn't let them play after that because that's like such a horrific. It's awesome, but it's so bad. It's just like it's so bad. I, I just brought it up on my YouTube. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty horrid, but uh, I love it. That's oh. a fun one to revisit. It's uh, lots of good ones. Um, oh my god, this is amazing. Oh man, I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole, and I can't go down it. Right yeah, now. <laughs> so, Jazz is gonna stay up till five in the morning and <laughs> watching Top of the Pops performances. Yeah, but uh, yeah, um, I hope you guys enjoyed that, and uh, thank you for uh, helping me along there, Chaz. And uh, oh, no, not a problem. I love this stuff. Giving uh, this me nightmares like the... about Jimmy Savile now, and <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> and, uh, Nosferatu there. But, uh... <laughs> Ooh, Dracula music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, well, uh, it was fun. Like a, an obvious one that we hadn't touched on, but I think those are performances are key in the Cure's history yeah. for sure. So uh, everyone needs to see them. But uh, some of my favorite episodes that we do are the ones where we get to go down rabbit holes like this like yeah did the movie thing and then this one and yeah. uh, music videos like where you know i don't know i just feel feel like it's a lot more fun yeah yeah a little and, more casual like, than wow. the 40th epic anniversary yeah. of some perfect album that you have to justify everything you say with. yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah we hope you guys enjoyed a nice casual episode out there too and yeah. uh seeing... i'd we i'd love to hear anybody if you're if you're lived in england or uh were able to see top of the pops when you were a kid like yeah. let us know like what it was like and and why it was so important and uh yeah and I, i'd there. be interested to hear that yeah, yeah if you, people... you watch them yeah, absolutely <laughs> like the um, girls in the sailor hats and uh the yeah. walk that was how i was able to <laughs> other little clues of it was the same performance yeah. on the same day because it was like three girls wearing like little sailor hats I was like, there's no way they brought them back on a different day. <laughs> <laughs> if you were one of the women in cages. Yeah, uh, definitely. Sorry. Just I, sorry um, for the road warrior comments, but at the yeah. same time, uh, <laughs> well done. <laughs> I I wanted to, I wanted to tell you something today, but I completely forgot. Uh, I was going to tell you at the beginning of the thing. This guy I work with, Mike is an old, he's like, he's almost 60 uh-huh. and just found out, he found out that I was a Cure fan right. and he was like, I love the cure. And I'm like, what? And he was like, yeah. Like uh, the first song I ever heard from them was in 1983, the walk. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, Charlotte, sometimes one of my favorite songs ever. And I'm like, what the (laughs) fuck is going on? And like, then, then he was like, he he said one of the weirdest sentences I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) He said, uh, I saw the B 52s and the Ramones play at, uh, the Philadelphia zoo in 1981. Wow! <laughs> <All right. laughs> Shit. But, yeah, but he told me all about like he went to go see. Uh, he saw the Cure and uh, with the psychedelic furs in 1987. Oh wow! Um, so I was just like, "Shit, Damn. I gotta hear this." Story. Yeah, we should so, get him on. <laughs> oh man, he is such a cool guy. I, I like. I never knew it until he told me. That's and then cool. we did that work music thing I was telling you about, yeah. and he picked Charlotte sometimes. Nice. Put it on there. So, <laughs> awesome. yeah. So, He's yeah. like, yeah, that guy that wears Cure shirts every day, I never thought to tell him <laughs> that I like the Cure. <laughs> so, <laughs> for, uh, I don't wear them at work. Uh, I'm not allowed to, but yeah, uh, yeah okay. it was funny. So, yeah. <laughs> Made me laugh. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah, we'll tell him if he wants to uh, tell the story. He's welcome anytime. <laughs> cool. You can yeah, do it I'm on the clock like, at I'm... work, maybe. You can just bring like a recorder and get him to... <laughs> yeah. What are you like, guys doing? I've been to the Philadelphia Zoo so many times, and I know where that... St- I think the stage he was telling me about, I think I know where it's at. Wow. And I'm just like, it blows my mind that like families would just be walking around the zoo and then like the Ramones <laughs> are playing over yeah, there totally. the next to B-52. the tigers. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Here comes a battery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rock the, oh, lobster. Freaking out. And shit. All the animals are like bouncing off the cages. Oh and God, shit. Yeah. I can't like, it just, it like that. Like I'm trying to imagine in my mind and how dirty the city was in 1981. <laughs> totally. And it's just like, it just, that's pretty I, rad. I 
can't imagine a reality where that happened. <laughs> so. uh, they probably fired their agent after that one. Though. <laughs> We're playing the they zoo. They probably fired whoever booked it at the zoo. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Their agent for, <laughs> oh, yeah. for booking the zoo gig. Or it's a oh, puppet man. show and the Ramones. Are <laughs> yeah, I'm just imagining the crowd too. Jesus Christ. Yeah, a bunch um, of old kids. And, <laughs> and then like you just have all the punks from South Street coming yeah, up there. Yeah, totally. Watching, yeah. Oh, man. It'd be pretty uh, rad. Be time good. machine. They, like That's an official time machine uh, set, I'd want to say. Yeah, know. definitely. Um, we make that one happen. That sounds good. <laughs> it's probably like a free show too or something, you know? Like probably, just get into man. the zoo and go see and, the... <laughs> Yeah, probably fucking the Dead Milkman open or something. Like, right. Never heard of them before. Yeah. <laughs> like, blow my mind. So, But yeah, I forgot to share that with yeah, you. Yeah, that's with, pretty rad. I was... <laughs> like i don't know if you haven't been to philadelphia or the philadelphia zoo and like where it's located and like the history of that area it makes a lot more sense why it doesn't make any sense (laughs) (laughs) very cool yeah awesome well on that uh zootastic news uh (laughs) reference we'll leave you guys there and uh yeah we'll uh catch you next time and uh thank you Chaz. Thank you. And uh, thank you guys out there. Go watch some Top of the Pops. Check out our playlist. And uh, let us know what you think. So for now, say talk hard and from the zoo. All right, again, a very special thank you to Chaz and to all you guys for listening, and we would love to close out the show by a big ol' shout-out to our loyal, lovely Patreon crew. Uh, and I got Henson here to join me again. How's it going, man? I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, they're doing good. I'm doing good. And, uh, wow, what an episode that was, huh? Whoa. Yeah, you're still recovering from that one, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, a lot to process. So why don't we shout out the names in the meantime? Who do we got to say thanks to? We got Donna, Craig, Jeff Hilton, Jeff Jones, Suzanne, Ben, John, Allison, Alan, Dione, Nemesio, and Danny. And Danny. Yes, thank you. And, of course, Scott Kruger and his crew are crushing it over at the Sarlacc Digest, an all-Star Wars podcast. Be sure to join them this Wednesday on YouTube at 8 p.m. Pacific time in particular as they discuss the final installment of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series. They'll be sure to call out all the awesome tiny little details and references that you may or may not have missed. Um, Reinforce all the many parts that blew your mind and even calm your nerves, perhaps, of anything that you may have thought tainted your precious idea of classic Star Wars. These guys are the real deal. Not those bullshit clickbait clip videos that you see all over your YouTube algorithms. They have no trouble reminding us why we love Star Wars and why it's so much fun. Don't you agree, Henson? I got one person I watch. One person? Yeah, one person. Oh, aside from Starlight Digest? Yeah. On YouTube? Yeah! Oh, God. Who are you watching? not that zero idiot is it no it's okay good. It's not zero idiot. anyway we'll discuss this later i don't even know who that zero idiot is 
<laughs> good, good. Um, uh, Kate, we also got to give a big shout out to over at CureThreads.com, uh, who has an absolutely brilliant website where you can satisfy all your Cure shopping needs. She has all kinds of original Cure-inspired designs available on everything from T-shirts to coffee mugs to wall clocks even. Ooh. And there's new um, candy-striped leggings that are really cool over there. You got to go check them out. And um, also, be sure to check out her newest book, Secret Life of the Otter, that is out. It is not on the CureThreads.com site yet, but if you go over to Amazon and just punch in Secret Life of the Otter, you'll find it. She did all the wonderful illustrations for that book. Um, So go snag that. It's a perfect gift for Mm -hmm. children and other people. Uh, If you live in Calgary... Canada, you are looking for a reason to get out of the house, go to Dickens. It's a pub slash venue. You may even find our loyal patron Lisa up there, and you can chat her up about the cure as you watch wonderful shows such as the drag tribute to Buffy the Vampire Slayer on June 19th. And, uh, oh, that's tonight. Dun-dun. Still got time. Get out there. We need to get... We got... got, I don't think we're going to make it, but anybody that lives in... Is it like a five-hour trip? A little longer than that, I think, for us. Uh, That's probably close to, like, like 30 hours. Okay, let's go. Come on. We got to get joy. Um, Or go check out one of my personal heroes, Alex Cameron, who's playing uh, June 23rd. He's amazing live. You'd be so happy if you went to that. Lydia Lunch is playing June 25th. Go to DickensYYC.com to find all the details and all the upcoming acts. And also keep your eyes peeled for their live streams at DickensYYC on Twitch. Set them notifications so you don't miss it. And Matt, of course, recommends that you do something good for your fellow humans and download the Red Cross Blood Donor app. It makes it easy to find a location, schedule an appointment, and donate your blood. As long as your heart is bumping, then you are good to go. You can share some blood. Get out there. Share it stat, because some people need it. You may be fine, but they need your blood. So do your part. Right, Hanson? No. <laughs> Don't listen to him. All right. And go check Don't out. To dad. <laughs> Don't Go check out. Uh, what else? Uh, Chaz's website, 17 Second Shirts. He's got this Rad Wish tie-dye shirt that he's putting out. It should be available. Go do the pre-order. You can follow him at 17 underscore seconds on Instagram or go to 17secondshirts.bigcartel.com to put in your pre-order. You don't want to miss out on this one. It's super rad. And um, all his future, future shirts, for that matter. Treat yourself to a new Cure shirt. You deserve it, man. But you know yeah, everyone. And also check out Chaz's podcast, Excommunication Station, which he examines the trials and tribulations of growing up in the church, along with our buddy Antonio's podcast, Nobody Speaks, where he's cranking out all kinds of great music talk. I was just a guest on there, so if you want to hear me talk about anything other than Cure, um, we talk about some other songwriting heroes of mine and uh, songwriting in general. So go on over, um, and and if, if you need more of my voice, which no one needs, right? Uh, you can check that out, though. Give give it a week or so, then then check it out. So because it's a great podcast, always a fun listen. All right, happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. Mm-hmm. Be kind to your children, like Henson. Wait, I don't have kids. Love every minute of every day with them. 
if you're lucky enough to still have your own dad out there to be sure to uh, turn this off immediately and call him up or go give him a big old hug and uh, appreciate every minute you have. So uh, we'll be back in two weeks with more Cure Talk. What do you say, Henson? Time to sign off? Uh, sure. Anything you want to say to close us out? Uh, mm, Cure album in October. Jason oh, Cooper yeah, said yeah, it. Yeah, you excited? So excited? Excited. Do you trust him a little more than Robert? I trust Robert more, but oh. he's the one actually making the songs. <laughs> Jason's in there. A... All right, well, let's see in October what happens. All right, take it easy, guys. Bye. Talk hard. <laughs> <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs>